Remain standing, Remain standing please. Remain standing, please. Good afternoon, church. Good afternoon. Thank you, Jean, for the introduction. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Thank you, everyone, for coming out. Uh, I would just like to do a quick prayer before we start. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise, we give you thanks, we give you honor, we give you glory. Forgive us of all sins and trespasses. And thank you for your goodness. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this gathering. Thank you for the word that you're about to give us later. Lord, speak through me and bring things back to remembrance and bless our hearts and our ears and let us hear what the Lord is saying to the church, oh Father. I pray that nothing disturbs or get in the way and you teach your children. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Everyone can have a seat. God is good. All the time. All the time. All the time. How is everyone doing today? Today, I'd like to talk about what I started the last Sunday of last month. Um, I was talking a little bit about communing with God. And I want to get a little bit into that today. At first, I was going to preach, told myself, I'm going to preach about going to heaven and stuff like that, or being born again. But God brought this to me. And I said, okay, I'm going to talk about this. Because I think the most important thing in the Christian walk is focusing on God. Is our relationship with God. We get distracted with everything else. We come to church, we sing, sometimes we play church, act holy and righteous, and then we have no actual relationship with God. And that's what is really, really important. We have to trade our knowledge of God, knowing, oh, Sunday school stories and stuff like that. For our actual relationship with God. Knowing God for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Not knowing what somebody said about God, mm -hmm. but knowing God for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Pastor said this morning, uh, some guys were trying to cast out demons out of people. And they went to the went to the people that had the demons in them and they said, Come out in the name of Jesus who Paul preaches. <laughs> Out in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, the demons look at them and said, we know Paul. We know Jesus. But who are you? <laughs> and whooped them. Why? They didn't know Jesus. They know about Jesus. From somebody else secondhand. They had no relationship with Jesus. And that's where the power is. The power is your one and one everyday relationship with God. A lot of times we come to church, it's time for us to pray or time for us to say something to God. We, we start putting on all sorts of accents. 
some of us trying to talk Jamaican and we never even been to Jamaica. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Amen. Right? Amen. Amen. We start talking Amen. all sort of weird ways. Hallelujah. <laughs> and we do some stuff sometimes and sometime in heaven, God and the angels be looking down and be like, get this guy out of here. Why? Because when you leave and you go home from church, and you go and you home with your wife, you go and you say, hey baby, how was your day going? How was everything? You had a good time at work? You were having that wonderful personal relationship with your wife, mm -hmm. your siblings, mm -hmm. your family. But with God, you're trying to win an Oscar. you like Will Smith. Mm. You're trying to pretend. And he knows you. More than you know yourself. Amen. And that's what the Bible says about worshiping the spirit and truth. He wants you to come as you are. That's what communion is. Amen. Let's talk about the Passover. The first time that communion was done, it was with Jesus and the disciples at the Passover when he broke the bread and he blessed it in the wine as well. But take a look and see what was happening. What were they doing? They were eating and hanging out and communing and having one-on-one -on -one time with God, with Jesus. That's what they were doing. They weren't all they weren't wearing white robes and throwing flowers in the ears and being like holy, holy. We try to act more holy than what holy actually is. And so we stray away from the thing that is really truth, which is personal relationship with God. Knowing Him for ourselves. In that same verse when they were doing the communion the first time they passed over, the disciples' relationship from teacher to student, from disciple to master, were so close that the Bible said one of the disciples was laying on Jesus' breast. A man. Don't try to do this and that in this day and age. To be honest, not even me because I'll fight you. Just joking. But it's just to show you how intimate the relationship they had with the Savior. How intimate relationship they had with Jesus. And that's where the power came from. It's good for us to know the things of God and to know the word. Wonderful. But the written word, though good, though holy, though it teaches, is not as powerful as a spoken word from God. And that's why it's important for us to spend time with him. I don't care what you do when you come to church, when everybody's looking. What do you do when you're not in church? What do you do when somebody steps on your feet? Do you remember God then? The Bible said he will keep in perfect peace those who mind is stayed on him. Is your mind on Jesus? Are you talking to him throughout the day? 
I'm not saying you gotta do like, you know, some religions do with the Muslims whereby they pray several times a day. I used to work, I had a work me, and I'm not knocking him, you know? And uh, sometimes during the day at work, he used to put on a mat and he would pray several times in a day. I'm not saying you have to do that. Sometimes it's just a quick little prayer. God, I'm going to the shop right now. I think I want some groceries. Help me understand what I should buy. Maybe get me something that will make me work on my weight loss. I mean, I do that and it's working. Amen? Amen. Amen. But it's just a normal relationship he wants you to have with him. That's what he died for. We're forgetting what he died for. That's what he died for. For you to have a personal relationship with him. Adam and Eve was in the garden. The Bible said God told Adam what his purpose was. And then God went and brought the animals to Adam and told him to name them. And that relationship that Adam and Eve had with God was robbed from them when sin came in the picture because of the devil. Because they wanted their own wisdom. And Jesus came and died to restore that relationship. And we acted like we don't have front row seats to God like the disciples had. We have the Holy Spirit with us. The relationship with God has to be personal. The word communion means to share or exchange intimate thoughts and feelings. That's what the word communion means. Share and exchange intimate thoughts and feelings. Your intimate thoughts with God and God's intimate thoughts with you. It's a two-way street. Sometimes we pray and we pray so religiously and trying to use all these fancy words that's going to bit our tongue off. That we're not even listening to what God is saying. He's talking back. You're not paying attention. Why? Because your relationship is not personal. You don't see him as a person. You see him as a religious figure. And so you're not paying attention. And then you go to God about the same thing. God, help me to get this car. Help me to get this car. Help me to get this car. And God keeps saying, oh, I send the means. I send the means. I send the means. It's right there. But you can't see it's right there because you're not listening. You're doing all the talking. And then you're talking, you're talking as if he's a religious figure and not a personal relationship with God. And that's what we need to focus on. That's what we got to get back on. Jesus said, I know the Father, and the Father knows me. He said he only do as he sees his Father doing. He's trying to show us how personal the relationship is. Jesus says he only do what he sees his father is doing. And Jesus came and he healed the sick. All of the good works that he did is works that he saw from his father with his personal relationship with his father. And all the work, and people say, oh, well, that's Jesus. That's why he could have did all those things. But the disciples after Jesus died, they did the same thing. Matter of fact, before Jesus died, 
before a person could be born again, before the Holy Spirit could have been in someone, the disciples were casting out demons and healing the sick. Read the word, you'll see that. Before he died, they were doing that. Why? They had a personal relationship with Jesus to the point they didn't see it as odd for one of them to lay on his breast without thinking something funny is happening. You see that? The power is not in your performance. The power is in knowing him for yourself and not knowing him for what somebody says. You could tell a person who knows God from a person who knows about God. A person who knows about God will always going to tell you about what some preacher said or what this person said or what they once heard. But a person who knows God going to tell you about your experience with you. Mm -hmm. The power is in the spoken word from God. And it comes the majority of the times, 99% of the times. It comes with your quality time with God. That's when it comes. Many times I've been in situations whereby I don't know what to do. And God came true. Same thing with Joseph. I want us to turn to this scripture. This will be the scripture for the day. Genesis 39. Genesis chapter 39, verses 2 to 6. I'm sorry if I came today with a, a fire hot sermon today, but that's not my focus. My focus today is us getting back to basics. Us understanding the reason that he died. The reason for our relationship with him. God doesn't want anything fake. We don't take that to our wives. We don't take that to our husbands. We don't take that to our kids. We don't take that to our brothers. We don't take that to our sisters. Don't take it with God. Amen? Don't take it with God. He's looking at you like you treating them better than him. Treat God like a person. It's really important. Everyone in the Bible that did something great or miraculous it was due to their relationship with God. Look at King David. You think, you think he had things straight? He committed murder. He sent a man to the front line to get killed so he could have his wife. David did that. And yet God said he was the man after his own heart. People focus a lot on the fact that David repented and stuff like that. That is true. But nothing that David did brought him to where he was. It was God with him. I'll read the scripture everyone can follow. And it says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, 
and he was in the house of his master of the Egyptian. Let's just stop right here first. Look at that. God said he was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Anyone knows this story? Where are you reading at? Second verse. Genesis 39, 2 to 6. 39 and what? 2 to 6. Oh, I thought you said 30. Oh, okay. I thought you said 30. Okay, go ahead. But anyone who knows this story, mm -hmm. if you take a look at it, mm -hmm. Joseph at that time was sold by his brothers into slavery. His brothers sold him his own blood brothers out of jealousy, sold him to a slave capture who in turn sold him to Potiphar's house. And he's a slave. He was a prince of Israel. And now he's a slave. And listen what the Bible says here. It says, the Lord was with Joseph and he was what? A prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. He was a slave, yet prosperous. So a lot of people, those two things don't go together. What you talking about? What made Joseph prosperous? The scripture said it. God was with him. And that's what Christians today don't focus on. The problem with today's Christians is God is with us because we're born again. But we are not with God. We're having these fake relationships with him. We're playing church with him. We are not with God. And then we're wondering why we're not prospering. We're like, God, why are things are happening? You have no relationship with the man. You want to... That behavior is servant behavior. It's not son behavior. God wants us to be sons and not servants. When I was younger, my father had a shop, a big business, and he had workers. And for the workers, it was a it was certain rules they had to follow. If they wanted something from my father's shop, if they would have taken it without telling him, it would be stealing. Right? And if they take something, they got to tell him, and then they got to be deducted from the pay afterwards. Amen. Right? Amen. That was his worker. But me as a son, I know my father personally. So I know that these products, he don't want me touching, and these products here, I could take anytime. If I'm hungry, I go in the shop, and I take a drink, a soda, I drink it, I could get tin sausage, I could get sausage and eggs, go upstairs and cook me a meal. Oh man, I was fat when I was a little kid because of that. <laughs> but I knew my father personally. He already instilled in me, okay, you could have all these, but these items are expensive and we, you ain't gonna cook that anyway because you're a little kid or whatever, but I knew him personally. Same thing with God. That's why it's so important about the relationship. We're still acting like servants walking around saying, God, if it's in your will, heal me. The Bible says healing 
is the children's bread. God already says his plan is to heal you. But because you don't know him, you don't have that personal relationship with him like I have with my father. You don't know what's for you and what's not for you. The importance is the relationship. Spend time with God, communing with God. Like I said, it doesn't have to be elaborate. You don't even need a full sentence. Sometimes I even pray mentally. Sometimes words don't even come out my mouth. And I just say, God, do, 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 do. the Bible says here, God was with you. Listen to the scripture. I'm starting back from three. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in the sight, in his sight, in his master's sight. And he served him and he made him overseer over his house and all he had, he put in his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him oversee in his house and over all he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Why? Why? Because God was with him. He had a personal relationship with God. I want you to think, think about it. Joseph's family were shepherds. They were in the field looking at the sheep. What does Joseph know about running an empire? What does Joseph know about running an Egyptian empire? Where did Joseph's knowledge and wisdom come from? Exactly. His time with God. And that's why this, the written word is important because it's, a, it's our guide. It's a, it shows us God too. But a spoken word from God is when he makes move. When God tells Abraham, come out from your family and go to where I will show you. Mm -hmm. The spoken word from God is when he makes moves in your life to do miraculous things. And that only happens when you have a relationship with him. Look at all the people in the Bible. Let's look, look, look at uh, Moses. Moses talked with God. Look at all that Moses did. Look at all that happened with Moses in Egypt. And then we look at this. When Moses died, Joshua took over. And Joshua said, God, how am I going to lead these people? Because he realized he had a big shoe to fill. Moses would raise his rod and split a sea. By the power of God, frogs would come in and deal with pharaohs and the dead angel would come. He had big shoes to fill. And when Joshua said it to God, God said, I will be with you as I was with Moses. End the story. That was it. That is the thing. We're looking for everything else. We're looking for something more. 
We're looking for something else to do in our own works to be able to boast and say, we did it. And all he said is enough is for him to be with you. And we don't realize the power in that. Think about it. When Jesus died and he rose and he was leaving, what was the last thing he told his disciples? Think about it. The importance, this is so big and important throughout all the Bible. We Christians, we missed it because we always look into something really deep. The last thing he said was, I will always be with you even until the end of the world. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. That is the important thing. That's what takes you through trials and storms. That's what delivers you from whatever you're going through. And a lot of times we go through stuff because God is trying to get our attention to tell us come back to him and have a relationship with him. So that's why when you go through certain those stuff, nobody else could help you. Nobody else could help you. You don't know what to do. Nobody else could help you. You're forced to say, God, take the wheel. Because he's trying to get your attention and say, hey, I haven't forsaken you. Come back to me. Talk to me. I can help you. But you have to come to me. God is not going to force us. He wants you to come to him. Let me tell you about my own experience. Uh, I was working for a company. And... Um, and this is what I realized. A lot of the things, times when God moves and does things, especially in my own life, that is miraculous, is when I don't know what to do, number one. When I don't understand what move to make. But I prayed and I trusted him. Amen? Amen. I prayed and I trusted him. And then after I went through the situation and I look back, then I say, wait, this man had a plan. He's moved me from here, bring me back, switch me around, put my feet on higher ground. Oh, I know that song. <laughs> but I've been seeing those moves because I'm in the chessboard. He's outside and he's making a move for me. I can't see the whole picture. But after he did everything that's needed to be done, then I come out of it not smelling like smoke after I came through the fire. And I see everything that he has done. So I was working for this company and I was having some problems with the person that was above me. I felt that it was targeting me. And I spoke to pastor and I said, I'm, I'm trying to come back to the area close to my church. Because, and, and she said, well, to tell you the truth, there's no benefit being so far, especially since you could get the pay, same pay here and you know, you're not getting along with a person here. Come closer. And so the Bible said, in Monty Judah counselors is safety. I took her advice and I came closer. A few months after I came, almost the entire district for that area that I was in got laid off. Got laid off. And the person who could make the decision of who got laid off was the person who was targeting me. I didn't see that coming. That's why I see you got to depend on God because you don't know the future. Amen. You don't know what's going to happen next. He sees it all. Yes, he does. Amen. 
it gets, it gets sweeter. This is who my God is. I left and I came to the new district. But before I came, I applied for certain stores within the district because they had opening. And this is what I love about God. People think low of you, but he makes great of you. And all the stores that I applied for were high traffic. Good. I know I'm going to make money there. And I got turned down for all of them. They gave me the store that was the second worst in the company. Not the district, not the region, not the east coast, not the west coast, in the company. It was so bad that they would do like nine sales a month when other stores would do like 500. Not even 69. And so I said, God, I know what to do, but I'm going to trust you. Amen. You can show me the way. God, I'm going to trust you. Thank you, Lord. And I was at a restaurant once, and I was a friend with this lady. And I told her, I'm thinking of a way to get traffic in my store to sell phones. And she said, I did nothing. She said, how about you just come sell at my store? I said, for real? So I went to my boss and I said, can I, since I know at the end of the day, I'm be accountable for this store because the person that was here before me got fired because they couldn't turn it around. I said, would you let, it, let me run it my way? She said, yes. And so I got my laptop and I got phones and I went to that person's business. And the first month, we moved from selling nine phones to 60. The first month of me know, not knowing what to do. Spend time with God. It's getting even sweeter. That store was scheduled to be closed. And they knew that from the beginning, but I did not know. But because the three months that I was there, I turned the sales around so good, and it was so awesome that my boss's boss's boss saw it and recognized it. And they said, yeah, we're gonna close the store. We're laying everybody off in there, but he's staying. We can't let him go. Matter of fact, let's pay him to stay. My gosh. This is years ago, so I'm going to say the number. I was surprised somebody offered me $10,000 to stay. You know I didn't stay. You see what I'm saying? In the, the word peace. is stability in the midst of turmoil. And that's what God wants for us. All that drama was going on around me. But... I came out of it and I didn't smell like smoke and I was in the fire. He said, thousands shall fall on your left and tens of thousands on your right, but no harm shall come near you. But how was I able to overcome those obstacles? Did I do anything miraculous? No. Did I gain my own favor from the lady who allowed me to sell in her entire, her entire business? I didn't do those things. God set me up. He know the enemy was planning to destroy me and he set me up. And he set me up good. Real good. 
until to the point after I came out of all those stuff. I was praying. I was like, God, I'm praying. I ain't seen nothing happen. I ain't seen nothing happen. I ain't seen nothing. And everything finished. And I looked back. I said, God, sorry for even complaining. He makes moves like that on our behalf. Mm -hmm. And all you got to do is spend time with him. You have it good. Nobody asking you to raise the dead. It's spending time with God. Thank you, Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Communing Amen. with God. Yes, sir. Knowing that God is with you so you be with him. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. Amen. Amen.